How's everyone doing today on this way back Wednesday edition of the show? Again, Singles Organics. Thank you so much, title sponsor. Bring it on in right now for episode 509 of Who's to Blame, the podcast. How we doing, good people? Those of you that are watching the video portion of the show, thank you so much. Hello, Facebook. Hello, Twitter. Hello, YouTube. And all my audio listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in, liking the show, sharing the show, and most importantly, being a part of it. Again, it's been a pleasure. We've been having some fun in this 2023. Are we still saying Happy New Year? If we are, Happy New Year to you. All right. If you're celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday to you. Coach Pat of STL Pressure. It's his little brother Pootie's birthday today. So happy birthday to Pootie. Also, happy birthday to Miss Candace out there. If it's you among the birthday people out there, happy birthday to you. If you're celebrating an anniversary today, happy anniversary to you. If you're just in a good damn mood and everything's going okay, all systems are a go, congratulations. You deserve it. Way to feel good. All right. High fives in the building. Chest bump. Hug it on out. Oh, oh, oh. Those things just feel good sometimes, don't they? Our affirmations of the day. We're going to let it go. Ignore them. Give it time. Don't compete. Stay calm. It's on you. And laugh. All righty. Especially... After the weatherman puts you in a scare, you know, we pay attention to any time there's inclement weather in the area. We hunker down. Now, if you've ever lived in the South and they tell you a storm's coming, it's a different approach. Got possible six inches coming here to the Southeast region tomorrow. Uh-oh, Ted, we got to go to the store right now. We've got some milk and bread and some eggs. In the Midwest, how oh, they lie. We'll believe it when it happens. (laughs) It's funny how people who are not even into the field of being a meteorologist or even to knowing anything about the weather, their own belief system works for them. They rely on pain in their body extremities or what their pet is doing them based on what grandma and grandpa told them. It's amazing how the weather people that are not even weather people that we go to for weather advice. We all have a person that we go to for for advice. What you gonna think it's gonna do tomorrow, Ted? Oh, shit, I don't know. Gonna rain a little bit. Not too much though. (laughs) And when the weather doesn't go the way the professionals pick it out, we are so hard to get get on their head. They don't know what the hell they talking about. I knew that. I knew that it. I knew that it wasn't going to snow. Either way, when you do not have to go to school and they've already canceled school before snow hits the ground, it's a win-win situation for everybody. It's what we call back in the day on this way back Wednesday edition of the show. Snow day. Huh? Say it with me. Say it loud. Come on, we can do it. Snow day. Huh? 
is not a bad thing. And back in the day, you had to find a sitter. You had to knock on the snitch neighbor's door. You got to get the creeper down the street to sit out outside your house. But now, since everybody works from home, it turns into a family day. Oh, look at everybody spending the whole day together because of snow day. All right. It is way back Wednesday edition. And I cannot help to be reminded how simple it was at one time. You know, baseball is like one of my fond memories of my childhood. And the way now to even participate in baseball has changed. The way they talk about the game at the heated time, being at the Hall of Fame selection was made yesterday. But the way the game was debated back in the day has definitely changed for sure. In a way, it makes me think about a time that I was very fond of that really got me into this methodology of talking, talk radio or, or podcasting. What, what got me into this was listening to the sports debate on the radio. You remember what they used to do back in the day if you didn't make any sense on the topic of discussion? Do you, do you understand if you didn't pay, if you didn't make any sense to the segment we were talking about, you know what would happen? And it was beautiful. Hanging up the phone. Oh my goodness. Way back in the day when you could hang up the phone on people that didn't make any sense to what we were talking about in that nice debate. Click. That's when radio was golden. That's when radio really had me by the ball, so to speak. It drew me in. It was like a romantic story. It, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, you would sit back, you would listen to everybody's point of view and this, you would head nod, whether you're in the studio, on the show, in your car. You would sneak and listen to this shit. Because at some point, you either were a caller or you were the person responsible for hanging up the phone. Click, hang that shit up. Click. That was beautiful back then. That's when you really got the true essence of the sports fan, the bandwagoner, the gambler, the sore loser. You could tell who these people were by what the, the way they were talking. Those were the time and days right there, way back Wednesday right there, hanging up on people. I'm not talking about Hanging up on people, you in an argument on the phone, you got caught cheating and shit. No, 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 no. Sports debating. Now they just yell across a desk on national TV. Over-talking, it should be called. Coming up next, over-talking, the new sports talk show. Over-talking. That's what we're going to do. Can't get a word in. You stand up and you move closer and you get louder. Over-talking. You're going to hear us one way or another over talking. I don't think it's a bad thing, but if it looks good, go ahead and do what you need to do. Hmm? If you have to do it, do it. Back to the other part of our discussion I want to talk about in this way back Wednesday. I love baseball. It's a beautiful game. The smell, the feel, the play, the commentary that goes along with it. But the playing part is the one that got me. 
how easy it was back in the day to participate in sports. All you needed was a physical, but today they call it an exam. Your birth certificate. Uh, what else did you need? A jock strap. That was it. Picture ID. That's it. That's all you needed. You didn't have to worry about the equipment. Whether you had shoes or not, you were going to play. Whether you had a glove or not. Whether you had any of the sports equipment you needed, you were going to play. If you didn't know how to play the game or understand the game, you were still going to be a part of that team. That's a time that was really fun. It was not called a participation trophy time either. There was no guaranteed you were going to play, but you were part of the team. I didn't play ball at a time where everybody had to play and must play. You worked hard in practice so you could move up that line to get eventually get in there. Team doing bad put me in. My position got it started not doing good, put me in. Eventually, you're going to get that starting spot. That's what made sports so fun back then. The ability to compete and be competitive and have fun doing it. I wanted that fucking pizza party. Pizza parties look fun. I wanted that. Going home with no food. It's abuse. But today, today to participate in sports, there is no such thing in just letting your child join the league and your kid don't know how to play. They want your kid from the age of three to seven to find out how to move their body or something. Do something with some rhythm somewhere by the time your child ate the child should know what they're doing by today's sports leagues today's i don't give a damn what it is in the cost to play getting getting and god forbid your, your kid is not getting the opportunity to start the mom and dad are put in positions that really are i don't want to talk about it but hey it should be it's one of those things. It's one of those things for sure. Exactly for sure. It is definitely one of those things. I just dropped my board. Well, I did not drop my board. Yes, I did. That's what fell. So that's the beauty of doing live shows. Stuff falls and you don't know what happened. You're like, okay, now I know what happened. <laughs> See, what happened was, that's what happened. But it is way back Wednesday and this is Who's to Blame the Podcast. And I'm your host, Dre Montez. And how is everyone doing on this magnificent, magnificent snow day, as they call it? They call it a snow day. There are a lot of people mad that it didn't snow enough. Make up your mind. We can't please these people who really just want to just complain that the weather does not go their way. No matter what, they're going to complain. We can't please them. Can't please them at all. But we're going to take a short break right here and have a word from our sponsor, Mountain Man Scrub. Get your scrub on today. Be right back to talk more about this Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Be right back.
What it be like, good people? What it be like? Smoke them if you got them, good people. Smoke them if you got them. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. If they don't, we got to figure out how to do it. Maybe we can do it together. Well, it is that time of year. What time of year is that? Tax season, folks. It is definitely tax season time. And I got something here for you. Our new sponsor here. Welcome to the family and welcome to the team. You filed the unlimited way. Call 844-563-1040. Again, you filed the unlimited way. 844-563-1040. Or you can text the word cash now to 21,000. Or visit them in Central West End located at 709 North Euclid. Welcome to the team, good people. All right. If you would like to do some advertising with the show, you can reach out to us at www.dremontez.com. All right, good people. All right, all right. Well, Major League Baseball made its decision. Of all of the Hall of Fames in sports, the criteria, rules and regulations, the players, what has happened in sports the past 25 years, do we think it's time we should go back to the drawing board on what it means to be a Hall of Fame inductee, what it takes to get in in the Hall of Fame, and who should be on the board of these different leagues when it comes to the Hall of Fame? There's so much anonymity. There's so many secrets. There, they're so hush-hush. We know it's a numbers game. We get it. But which numbers matter? You want the war? You, you, you want the on-base percentage? I mean, you want the ERA? You want the home runs? You want the RBIs? You want the Ks? I mean, what do you want the players to give you to make it a viable case to get into the Hall of Fame? So at this point, I'm confused. At least the Baseball Writers Association did not pitch a no-hitter. They let former St. Louis Cardinal in the Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland. I've heard a lot of conversations before the selection was made yesterday on making a case of the listed players going in. Should they be on the list? What does it take? We know why some of those players probably would never get in, but they have to be on the list. Why don't we just tell those players right now? How about that, MLB and baseball writers? How about tell those players right now, look, you're never going to get in. So let's just cut the cheese right now and cut to the chase. We all know who those players are. So putting these players and their fan base and families into this every year, it doesn't make sense to me. You know you're never going to let these people in, ever. If that was the case, we'll hear more about Pete Rose. Until Pete Rose get in, no one from the steroid era will get in. Until Pete Rose gets in the Hall of Fame, no one from the steroid era will get in the Hall of Fame. No one. No one. And I wish Major League Baseball and the Baseball Writers Association would tell these players that, look, you're not going to get in. Ever. Ever. 
but it's fun to hear these wild debates each and every year on, okay, they're going to get in. We'll give them a shot. Okay, this is what we got. This is what we're going to do. And then in all actuality, you're not going to do a thing. You're proving our point. Why are we still talking about this? I don't know. I shared a story, a little peek interview that Scott Rowland did with Major League Baseball yesterday about what does this mean to him? At that moment, he was all over the place, but he still answered the question very professionally. And they also talked about and discussed hitting that home run off Roger Clemens uh, in the World Series and his not-for-profit baseball group called E5. Told an amazing story where he's taking the travel out of baseball and just has this huge camp where he has all four cabins after each Major League Baseball team that he played for. I thought that was amazing. They played 14, te- uh, 14 games in a four-day span in a tournament. I think it was pretty cool. But check out that interview with Scott Rowland. And finger pointing. What, 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 what does that, what does that mean? And what does that do for you? Finger pointing. Is it supposed to motivate you? Minimize you? Spotlight you? I'm not talking about not getting witness protection. That's him. I'm not talking about that. Maybe in a sales meeting. Sales manager, team lead, walks, writes on the board. He writes on the board. Don't just be here. Be you here. Somebody in the group's going to point a finger at somebody. Because immediately, they're going to think production. They're going to think laziness. They're going to think lack of effort. But finger pointing can be used all kind of ways people use it. In the sports world, finger pointing is looked at as a very bad thing. They're pointing a finger at your weakness. No one points the finger when you're great. Nobody points the finger when you're great. They point the finger at you to make a point on what not to do. Ain't that interesting? But you look at some of these, I guess, TED Talks today, motivational movies, how they flip the script on the finger pointing now. Because the finger pointers turned into now more self-reflection on the individual pointing the finger. Talk to me. Huh? You point one, there's three coming right back at you. What you going to do? It reels on out of you, don't you? It reels it on out of you just to get to that point, don't it? And it feels good when you get to that point. That point you get to, okay, this is way beyond I get it. This is to the point, let's go on and do something about it right now. Let's go ahead and do something about it right now. And I see that in the idea of the transition in the way these sports teams are going about the winning formula right in front of us on the winning formula. It is the way they're building these championships. They've come from a different pedigree of coaching, a different pedigree of playing style, and a different pedigree of technology. Look at the the translation of technology to the coaches that get it, that grew up with the internet. 
that came from the hand signals of football. All that technology came together in baseball with the hand signals on how to steal a base, how to spot a pitch, how to steal a sign. I'm not talking about what the trash banging team did. But as far as the technology of sports that has been utilized the right way, that's going along with the coaching, that's going away certain teams and franchises, all right there in that certain little box of one through five, straight across the board. And we sit back and look at these other teams right there in the middle, but we're not paying attention to nobody on the bottom. We're thinking of they're not getting it. But what if they're approaching these winning formulas to the way of survival in communities? What if they're thinking of it that way? Hey, if I do this, if I cause chaos within this team, can this chaos turn into, into production? Look at the sports teams that kind of cause chaos within the sports, which in the team, in the clubhouse, in the front office. Are they using right, reverse psychology on us from the neighborhood standpoint into the sports franchises? Maybe if these players saw a little bit of what goes on at home, they start playing better. Or maybe if this team was around a sports franchise, they don't want to see of any resilience of back home, they'll start cleaning shit up a little better. I never thought about that until I sat and just watched a, a sports documentary. And at the same time, I'm watching the sports clips of the year. And I'm like, wait a minute. What if the philosophy with some of these teams from ownership on down, hey, this is what we're going to do. Trust me, it's going to work. Makes you think, don't it? Well, sometimes it does. Sometimes I get it over my head. But it's not my problem. I just want to share that with you sometimes here on who's to blame. After all, I, I thought we're people that could talk to each other when we're going through something. You know, I feel as though when I'm going through something, I can come here and talk with you guys, right? We're not judging, huh? We're just people of thought that, that happen to get along together. That's what I like to call it. We're not drinking buddies. We're just people that sit side by side and look up. <laughs> side by side and look up. I tell you what, America, the fun I have doing this. Mm, mm, mm. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to my other show, I have a live streaming show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Facebook. YouTube and Twitter called Montez at Midday. And today I had St. Louis local artist Jason Jennings on. And I tell you what, this young man is a Swiss army knife of entertainment. It's up on our Twitter feed at W2B Dre Montez, YouTube Dre Montez, and as well as Dre Montez, the Facebook page is up there for you as well. And it was a great interview with him. Check it out. You can find a little bit more about him as soon as you give it a listen. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for the follows. Thanks for the shares. Thanks for your comments, most importantly. But I'm going to let you guys get back to your day. And thanks again for tuning to today's show of Who's to Blame, the podcast, episode 509. Good people. As they say, sometimes across the nation, when I learn to do this better, I'm going to say, back to you in studio, Susie. I'm going to get a, a weather lady, and she's going. we're going to have fictitious weather out there. <laughs>
the things that I, I deem to come in with. But thanks again for tuning into the show. St. Louis Organics presents my, Who's to Blame? The podcast. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, peace. Who's to blame? Uh, who's to blame? Boom. 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 Bo